0: Your home of the pens and the best pens coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh and iHeart Radio Station. Break the wall! Break down the walls! I saw Robert Plant Wednesday at the Beacon Theater in New York, the former singer of Led Zeppelin. Uh, classic performer, classic venue. Plant show was brilliant, but it sounded nothing like Led Zeppelin. Even the Led Zeppelin songs mostly didn't sound like Led Zeppelin. Well, except a whole lot of love until the middle section got performed by a fiddle player. A plant these days is more about Americana and country than he is about decibels, and that's fine. But that's not what people want from Robert Plant. They want Zeppelin, and while what Plant is doing is great, And stands alone just fine, and I did enjoy it, and would see it again. When Robert's dead, this phase is not what people will remember about Robert Plant. They will remember Decibels, and they will remember Led Zeppelin. Hey, Percy, I get it. It's great. But despite that, you just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Merch Plum, and on a name you can trust. Tonight at Stage AE, it's Zozo, the Led Zeppelin tribute. Give the people what they want. 412-333-9939. And don't forget, I'll be at the Broad Street Bistro. I got lectured on the pronunciation of that word recently. I said bistro. It's Broad Street Bistro. That's on Broad Street in North for sales. That's Sunday night. I'll be there to watch the Penguins versus Columbus. One of my viewing parties, always very well received. The puck drops at 6 p.m. I will have photographs of myself for free. Can't imagine why you'd want one, but I'll have them. Sidney Crosby plaques for free. And Flyers Troll Search for the low, low price of 1975. Proceeds benefit the Mario Lemieux Foundation for Cancer Research. So watch the game with me, the super genius, Sunday, 6 p.m. at the Broad Street Bistro in North Versailles. A uh, couple very interesting games for the Penguins this weekend. Uh, tomorrow night they host Toronto. Toronto nine and one in its past ten. The Penguins have won eight of their past ten, with the shootout loss stirred in there. Eight one and one. So something's got to give. You got Matthews versus Crosby. Well, Crosby, Malkin, and Kessel, each with 66 points, which is quite amazing. Uh, The Leafs got some young kids besides Matthews, like Marner and and Nylander. It's going to be one heck of a game. Our our buddy, the good brother, Ron Hainsey, on defense for Toronto, could be a preview of the Eastern Conference Final, although I'm, I'm not predicting that. As I said earlier, I think Pittsburgh would beat Philadelphia in a first-round series. But I'd be nervous as hell during it, and what if they lost? In that vein, wouldn't it be something if this year everybody expected the Penguins to beat Washington and the Capitals finally beat them? Washington's a real good team. Can you just keep beating them time and time and time and time and time again? And the answer to that is, yeah, I think the Penguins probably can, so... And then Sunday, Columbus, currently on the very fringe of the playoff race, they're fading fast. I mean, how can you not make the playoffs with Bobrovsky and Goal? But they might not. So uh, I would love to see the Penguins just deliver, maybe not a knockout blow to the Blue Jackets Sunday, but but I don't think uh, the Penguins uh, beating Columbus would do the Jackets any good, so it's definitely a big hockey weekend. Uh, I got to repeat the Phil Kessel quote from earlier today. Everybody's talking about the David Fries quotes, which is just Captain Obvious stuff. Full credit to Fries for saying it, but you know, saying that winning doesn't permeate the Pirate Clubhouse and applying that's because the ownership doesn't really try to win, I don't think that's breaking news. I think that's just somebody stating the obvious, but I'm still glad he did. Today, somebody asked Phil Kessel about the scoring race, what it would be like for him to win the Art Ross Trophy. And Kessel said, I got two cups. I don't care. And good on him. And he's right. We've also talked about Ryan Reeves. We didn't talk about that enough earlier. I've gotten how many calls and how many tweets? Oh, why do they have Reeves? Why do they play Reeves? They shouldn't have got Reeves. Well, Ryan Reeves made a big difference in beating... Vegas earlier this month scored a goal through a big hit to turn the Penguins around after they trailed 2-0. Got a big goal last night in front of hockey's uh, black pioneer, Willie O'Ree, the first black man to play in the NHL. Very big moment for Revo. Good on him. And he made a difference in winning the game. Now, I know some people would have rather seen Josh Archibald occupy fourth line right wing. He's where he belongs now. Arizona, I think, some scrub team. What would Joss Archibald do? He would do less than Reeves is. For a fourth-line right-wing to out-and-out out, have big impact on winning two games in a couple weeks, how many fourth-line right-wingers do that? Reeves ain't Mike Bossy. He's not chopped liver either. And uh, furthermore, the other team has taken less advantage of the Penguins physically this year than before. I know there's no stat to quantify that so you analytics geeks can't understand it, but but watch the games and pay attention. Every time Sid or Gino gets targeted, people go that's Ah, Reeves is supposed to prevent that. You can't prevent all of it. And how many times this year if you had to scream about it? Not very often. And Sid and Gino, I know Sid for sure feels better with Reeves out there. He has come in, like Sully said last night, Revo has come in and done exactly what's expected and required. I don't know how anybody can have a complaint about that, especially when the return you gave St. Louis was a guy, Oscar Sundquist, who's back in the minors now and has no goals in 30 NHL games this year. That's exactly four less than Reeves. And you drop 20 picks in the draft, which I don't think will turn out to be extremely consequential. So I love what Ryan Reeves did last night. I love what he's done since he got here. I think he's done, like Sully said, exactly as expected. Uh, In a moment, I don't want to take – got Pat and Seth on hold. They can stay on hold for a minute. And in a moment, I'm going to talk about uh, the sports talk station in Boston that shut down live programming so their on-air talent could undergo sensitivity training. I think that's just hilarious, W-E-E-I. I'm also going to tell stories from my vacation because, well, actually you probably wouldn't find it very entertaining. I'm old now, which a lot of you just fail to grasp. When you're old, your vacation schedule, what you want to enjoy is very different. So I'll tell you a few stories about that. Uh, Would you overpay for Broussard? Would you give up more than one of your tradable assets for Derek Broussard? I would not. Maybe Jim Rutherford will. Also, on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com, I posted the trailer for the Paterno movie on HBO starring Al Pacino as Paterno. That's going to premiere this spring and will no doubt get a lot of knickers in a massive twist. And I'll post this uh, teaser on Monday. YouTube is now doing the original series. They're doing one called Cobra Kai. William Zabka, who played Johnny Lawrence in the original Karate Kid, he's bringing back Cobra Kai. And Ralph Macchio's in it. Yikes. And we don't train you to be merciful here. Mercy is for the weak. 1059 x and now the super genius, Mark Madden. Does your girlfriend want to bang a penguin? Well tang, but I guess the that's your freebie, then my freebie would be Crosby. But uh Wait, what? TX at 1059. Double M on the X, 412 333 9939 Um I gotta talk about uh, that sports talk station in Boston, W E E I. Bunch of jerks work there. And they shut down their live programming for a day. So their on-air talent could undergo sensitivity training. Sensitivity training for one whole day. Yeah, that ought to fix everything. One day of sensitivity training. After one day, those guys should all be totally respectful and well-adjusted. If they did that here at the X, I wouldn't go. I'd blow it off. I'd blow off all the staff meetings as it is. Like Randy Bauman does at DVE. Big stars can do that. Uh, We're like James Harrison without the snoring. Uh, WEEI is the station where a host called Tom Brady's daughter an annoying little pissant. Five-year-old daughter. He hasn't been heard from since. The hosts there have gone over the top numerous times. Now, I have said things similar, shall we say, but, but not as bad. You can be bad, but not as bad. I haven't chased advertisers away, quite the opposite, whereas in recent weeks, because of things said at Boston radio station, WEEI, five major advertisers have bailed out. So rather than uh, think sensitivity training will solve everything at EEI, let me give them some advice. A, have subtlety. B, pick deserving targets, like not a five-year-old. C, be legitimately funny. If you're funny, people forgive, or at least forget, or at least laugh. And the subtlety thing is big. For example, Barstow and Deadspin are not subtle. Everybody is a piece of crap, only they don't say crap. But they don't get in trouble because they're seen as buffoons. Anyway, I will skip sensitivity training. Thank you very much. Good to see Sally Wiggin last night. At the Penguin Games, she was co-host on the Jumbotron, along with the lovely Selena Pompiani. It was 90s night. Uh, Sally started working in the media in the 90s, the 1890s. Uh, she did the uh, news over the Telegraph. A uh, Potash dressed like Kurt Cobain. Yikes. Here we are now. Entertain us. Let's go to Pat in the car. Pat, you're the first call all day on the Mark Madden show. What up? What up? Uh, I was wondering who you would be willing to give up for uh, Grabner. I don't know. Who would you give up for Grabner? Uh, I don't know. Out of the three assets, uh, maybe Sherry. I wouldn't give up. See, I I would trade Sherry for Grabner if I really felt it was important to get Grabner. Because then Grabner just steps in on Sherry's spot and would be an upgrade, however, temporarily. Now, Grabner's probably gone at the end of the year because he's a rental, and Sherry, you know, is very early in his career and contract. Yeah. But but you know what? what? What Sherry produces, you could replace even beyond Grabner doing it for the rest of this year. Let's go to Seth in Elwood City. Seth, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. Good day. Right. So, of the three trade assets that you mentioned, I think, honestly, the best option for the Penguins to get rid of would be Connor Sherry. Well, I don't look at as getting rid of Connor Sherry. I think he's a pretty good player. Yeah, but as far as, uh, you know, if if you really want to rely on Casey Smith to be your number two, then you can go ahead, but I don't think that's a... Oh, I, I, I that's why I really don't want to trade Jari. Yeah. And I, I, if, as, if you're making a trade to fortify your playoff effort... Getting rid of your number 2 goalie after two years in which you won the Cup where you badly needed the availability of a good number 2 goalie, that would be foolhardy. I definitely agree with that. And then as far as Daniel Sprong goes, I know they don't like his attitude, but like you said, I believe last week on your show, if if they can get Phil Kessel to meet halfway, and he's an established star in this league. Yeah, but Daniel Sprong's not an established star in this league. I mean, what what you you just said was was asked backwards, bruh. You, you give the established star leeway, not the guy who's played a fistful of games. That's what I'm saying. You can get Phil Kessel to agree with you, then Daniel Sprung should be able to come 100% of the way. Because of Daniel Sprung should do career. exactly as he's told. At this point in that, his career, exactly as he's told. Let's go to Daryl in Beaver County. Daryl, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, to, to actually answer your question, yes, I would. Um, Risk the future to pay uh, or to gain for the present. I think the upside of trying to win a third cup, above all else. Uh, okay, be- but like, who? It, it depends who you're overpaying for. Uh, not Grabner. Um, I think only uh, Broussard. Um Like you say, if- what would you give up for Broussard? What's your max package you'd give up for Derek Broussard? Uh Probably, like you said, Sprong and a pick, or even Jari, um, if we had to. I know, I know. Okay, but but that's your that's I mean your uh, that's the package I would give up. I'd give up one of those assets and a pick. Would you give yeah, up two I, of those assets for Broussard? Um, I would consider that. Yes, I think the the uh, upside of the attempt at a third cup um, in the set in the Calard, Cap era. Um, I I, w- I wouldn't. I just couldn't give up two of those players for because uh, like if you give up Sherry and Sprong, you're killing your young forward group. If you give up any of, either of those two and Jari, who the hell plays goal if Murray gets hurt? I think now, 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 if Ottawa would give you Mike Condon, coming the other way, he's their number one right now, I think. He played for the Penguins for about 15 minutes. Yeah, wasn't very good, right? Well, he's doing pretty good up there. If, you, if they would give up Mike Condon and, most importantly, pick up a ton of cap for Condon... For for uh for especially for Brassard, that I would consider. They're not wait, no, their number one's Craig Anderson still, but Condon's you know what, Condon's say percentage is under ninety. You know what? No, I would not make that deal. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. Up next, cores like cold, hard facts. If you heard what David Freeze had to say, I'm gonna tell you while what he said was factual, it was not as factual as it needs to be. I'll go one step further. 105.9. Friends. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Come, son of jor Kneel before Zod. Oh, hi. Um, <laughs> Always great to hear from the lady calls. TX at 105.9. Time to ask Mark anything. Brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, so check out Chapino in the strip. This is a long one. Eight and a half minutes of Ask Mark Anything, so do dial up, 412-333-WXDX. Let's go to Sam of Mount Washington. Sam, Ask Mark Anything. Hey, Double M, you're the king. I'm always impressed with Selena Pompiani's professionalism. So, two-part question. What is the premier job in Pittsburgh broadcasting, and what's Selena's feeling? Can she get there? Well, it ain't this one. Uh, I think Selena's brilliant. Um, uh, I like her in roles where she's very folksy, you know, when she's speaking almost with the audience. So, as opposed to newscaster, I'd like to see her like one of those Pittsburgh morning shows, like the equivalent of the Today Show. I think she'd be great. Maybe. I think she'd be great in that. But uh, I think she wants to be a newscaster, like like her dad. Maybe she can be better. You would think. And where's all the money in Pittsburgh broadcasting? What are the highest paying? Games? In my pocket. So who's the highest paid? And, and Pomp's really good, by the way. Who are the highest paid people? I'm the highest in, in sports radio broadcasting. Baum is the highest in, in radio, period, in Pittsburgh, the jerk. Uh, I don't know. I would think those 6 o'clock news anchors make, make big dough. I would think that, but I don't know. Let's go to Cody in the car. Cody, ask Mark anything. How are you doing, Mark? Great. A couple quick questions. Uh I love the fact that you like have seventies style music, you know, intertwined in with Led Zeppelin. I'm a huge Led Zeppelin fan. Yeah, Led Zeppelin thought- is also seventies music, but go ahead. How do you feel about the band Supertramp? And uh if you weren't doing, say, sports talk, do you think you could do a talk show about music? If I weren't doing sports talk, I would join Supertramp. It'd be an because I think they stink. Look at my girlfriend. <laughs> Leaves the line open. Let's go to uh, you in Emlenton. I don't know what this guy's name is or where he's from, but... Caller, what's your name and where are you from? My name is Hugh, and I'm from Emlenton, PA. Okay, good. All right, so you're hands down the best talk show sports radio host, I would say, even beyond Pittsburgh. I would say Um, ever anywhere. That's right. And my question to you is: If you were to retire today, who would you recommend as a replacement, and why? I wouldn't recommend anything. That would not be my problem the minute I retire. <laughs> Seriously, I don't. I have very little input on who subs for me. But but I'll be honest. I think you know if you want to hire a veteran guy, Tim Benz is the guy I'd pick. If you want to hire a young guy to be Adam Crowley, who I think has great potential. So it'd be the two guys who filled in for me while I was gone. Thanks, Mark. Who do you think? Who do you think is the second best after me? In a distant second, it should be noted. Uh distant second, I would agree with you, Tim Bent. But distant. Very, very distant. Let's go to uh Jerry and Blonox. Jerry. Ask Mark anything. Uh huh, yeah. Uh, Hey, Mark, what is the sketchiest place you've ever found yourself late at night? Well, I was once stranded in the combat zone, and I walked through Bedford Stye alone. No, wait, that's Billy Joel. Uh, You know, I walked walked, uh, from Amsterdam Avenue to my hotel on 77th Street uh, Wednesday night after the Robert Plant Show in New York, but it was pretty crowded. I, I honestly can't remember the last time I was someplace scary. Like like, I shouldn't say this. You know what used to be scary when I was younger? When I would go to club erotica and I'd leave like at four thirty in the morning. That was kind of scary. I mean, not and, and like it's it's a lot better now because there used to be a nuisance bar right across the street, and they didn't pay attention to closing time. Not only were they still there at four thirty, they were in a really bad mood. Let's go to uh, David in Cleveland, David. Uh, ask Mark anything. Big Sexy, what up? What up? Hey, I just want to know, who's your favorite regular caller of the show? I would never deign to make somebody my favorite regular caller. I The callers are props. Let me ask you, who do you think is, is your favorite regular caller? I, and i I like Virgil in the Hill District. He's pretty good. He was just on. He'll be pleased to hear you say that. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, first off, it's like... It's like, whenever I, people have asked me, like, who's your best friend? I don't rate my friends. I think that's ignorant to ask, even more ignorant to answer. Let's go to uh, Scott and Scott Township. Scott, did they name the Township after you? Uh, yes, they did. Good. Um, I would like to know who had a tougher life. That guy's daughter from Bethel the uh, excuse me, the mean streets of Bethel Park, or Pete Gass from the mean streets of uh, Greenwich? As, as decidedly non mean as the streets of Bethel Park are, I think it's even a little more comfortable in Greenwich, Connecticut. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Ryan and Cranberry. Ryan, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, I just discovered the band Greta Van Fleet. I'm just curious about your thoughts on them. Uh... Uh, they're unbelievable. I'm trying to figure out where to go see them, but they play small clubs and it's standing room and they sell out, and that would make me, an old man, very uncomfortable. But I gotta figure out a place to go see him. Hopefully they'll come back here soon. What do you think? Uh, I think they're phenomenal. I think they are my special. They are my special. They are my special, special, yeah. I think I mangled that lyric. Let's go to uh tiny rich. Tiny rich. Ask mark anything. Ronnie Air. Oh, I apologize. Uh, Being the music fan that you are, do you listen to Jeff Beck, and how do you feel about him? Uh, I think Jeff Beck's one of the greatest guitar players in terms of the pure execution of the instrument. I don't think he could write a hit song to save his life. Jeff Beck, if he could write songs, would have been huge. Am I right? Instead, he did all this artsy-fartsy, half-jazz, half-whatever stuff that nobody got. Like, like, he's touring this summer with Paul Rogers from Bad Company. I'm not sure if Beck's playing with Paul Rogers. If Beck's playing a separate set, I will not watch. So what do you think of Jeff Beck? You hung up. Seriously, name one hit song by Jeff Beck. There aren't any. He did that People Get Ready with Rod Stewart that he didn't write. It was hit because of Rod Stewart. There's a lot of guys like that. I'm going to piss off some shredders out there. Jeff Beck, great player, subpar career given his ability. Joe Satriani, great player, subpar career given his ability. Uh, Steve Vai, great player, but outside of the, the one David Lee Roth album, uh, who else did he play with? Oh, he did that one PIL album with Leiden. It was actually really good. Didn't write anything on it. Played that one album with White Snake. I thought he screwed the album up. I know another guy. Thought he screwed the album up. Whose opinion counts a bit more than mine when it comes to white stick. You need to be able to write songs too, you know. Uh, Let's go to Rich in the car. Rich, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. uh, Who do you have winning gold in men's Olympic curling and, for that matter, women's too? Whoever has the biggest, hardest broom. Let's go to... uh, Let's just go home. Hit the music. No Liverpool this weekend, so do whatever it is you do. Good talk. See you out there. 105.90X.